0: You're listening to episode 18 of Daughters on Fire. I'm your host, Melissa Burton, and today we welcome back Be Well Mel. Mel's going to talk to us today about a very powerful tool that can help manage stress and anxiety. I'm talking about journaling, and I know for a lot of you that may be bringing up some mixed feelings. Um, I'm one of those, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily the best at journaling or the most beautiful writer out there but trust me it's a lot easier than you might think and the the breakthroughs the clarity and the peace that it can bring you when you just take what's in your mind and you get it out on paper it can be very transformative really so stay tuned as we learn more about this healing tool called journaling
1: are you stressed burned out and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent If you are, this podcast
0: is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors.
1: You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver.
0: Melissa, welcome back. It's so good to be talking with you again. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Melissa. So good. Um, You know, managing the quarantine conundrums and the up and downs of uh, these interesting times that we're living in. And um, But overall, general consensus is uh, a good vibe today. Good, good. I like that. A good vibe today.
0: It's sunny here on this day, so that always gives me some good energy as well. Totally. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're experiencing that, and maybe we can pass that through on our episode today. Sounds good. I love it. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to get you to chime in on and talk about is um, a powerful tool for managing stress and overwhelm, um, which caregivers deal with you know ongoing day in and day out but we're all kind of dealing with these days um, is is journaling so how can journaling help us um navigate and deal with the stress and anxiety of our day-to-day lives and the overwhelm of our day-to-day lives without causing us additional overlap uh, overwhelm i'm kind of one of those people where um i'm on the I'm not a huge um, journaler, so I feel like this is it's a great tool for me um, every now and then, but I don't like lean on it heavily. So tell us about your perspective about journaling and maybe I can play devil's advocate a little bit.
1: Yeah, cool. That sounds great. well, um I, i'll I'll welcome the devil's advocate because interestingly enough, and I'll start backwards and work forward because in my private practice, and, and my group coaching practice, it's the one place that we come up to with the most roadblocks. I find with my clients have the most roadblocks, I should say. And there's the most amount of resistance. Um, I could not tell you if, you know, I was standing at the end of a plank and you were about to push me off into a sea of sharks, why this that is. I have not come to that conclusion yet. Um, and I've kind of let the why of it go. But what I've done is just tried to utilize like this whole idea of, you know, good, better, and best and bio-individuality that we're all totally different, you know, down to our DNA and our circumstances. And then just continue to keep trying to help re-enroll and inspire my, um, my clients, my tribe, my people, myself, into continuing to put pen on paper. Um, And the reason is, is because it's so powerful. And I'll kind of talk a little bit about why it's powerful. And um, it becomes the place that people start to have the most breakthrough. And then they get on the other side of the thing that's troubling them, you know, anxiety. um, What's my next move? I need clarity. Uh, this, you know, there's so many great things that come from it. So, so do you want me to start with like the benefits of journaling or? Yeah, let's start with the benefits of journaling. Well, cool. okay. Well, let, let's start with this idea first. Number one, we have 80,000 thoughts floating around in our brain and our head every single day. So that's a lot of thoughts, Right. And if you're maybe a creative, or you have anxiety, whether it's just kind of a low level anxiety kind of going on, or maybe it's more of a clinical anxiety, uh, there are definitely more thoughts. And than 80,000. So, you know, thoughts are anything from just the, the color of the leaf that you're looking at out of a tree, to what's my next step? How am I gonna, you know, Put food on my table. How am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to not get sick? You know, how am I going to care for my parents? I, it, the list really goes on. There, there's a lot of squirrels and shiny things in these uh, process in the process of just thinking. And throughout your eighty thousand plus thoughts that a person has in their head a day that we all have in our head a day, there's also really great ideas, and there's nuggets, and there's ahas, and so journaling is a place to weed through all of that right because the thoughts if you think about it is like a lake you have a lot of weeds in a lake and the thoughts are the weeds okay and you need to weed through all of that and pick that out in order to have a good clear crystal clear lake to swim through and and you know life life should feel more in flow so journaling can help you get through there um so benefits are gonna be anywhere from you know stress management, relief of anxiety, a place for your thoughts to arrive, a place for your ideas versus thoughts to arrive, um, a place to have critical thinking, clarity, and I-, I love to use this example of thinking about your brain and just you know, opening it up and just allowing all these words to just come out and, and really like word vomit and throw up onto the paper so that it's not feeling your peace and taking all your energy. I mean, the thinking machine that goes on in your brain can take you down a lot of crazy rabbit holes and play a lot of different stories that aren't necessarily true. So um, big time benefits are just going to be that you really get this stress management stuff going on. Um, people come up with roadblocks though, right? Like you had, and I had talked about, I don't go to my journal, dear journal. <laughs> I I am having these profound thoughts, right? And you're Albert right. Einstein or you're some poet. And I think that that's one of the things that people come up against at first. They're like, well, I don't, number one, have time to sit there And like have profound thoughts. I'm busy. (laughs) Um, I'm not a profound thought writer. You know, whatever this discomfort is. And great, now I've got to add one more thing onto my list of to-dos. So I think those are some of the reasons that it's challenging for people to kind of enroll themselves in this process. However, um, once people get into it, it's like you, you can't walk around without a journal with you. Um, so I think that that's, that's just a place where you can let your thoughts arrive and get more in touch with the real story that we need to hear. I mean, you know, I've yeah. talked about this in CIJ, my course that I do. It It's about getting back to intuition, right? That we have it. It's a God given Right. Um, depending upon whatever spiritual practice, but it's divine, it's universal, we all are born with that if you look at a baby, they know how to get fed, they know how to cry, they know how to, you know, do a lot of things without anybody ever teaching them to do to to get what they need. So the answers are inside of us, you know, but life happens, and the to do list happens, and it starts piling on top of the internal intuition that I always like to say, yeah, Y-A-K, you always know. And so then we have a hard time listening to ourselves because we've got a bunch of other stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the ways I've incorporated journaling and how I let go of the resistance to journaling was, okay, so again, the whole May 7th. 2020 dear diary (laughs) it's Melissa you know like this it doesn't have to be prose it doesn't have to be like I'm writing for an audience it's just me and I may or may not go back and reflect on it it's just getting thoughts down on paper and I love the bullet journals I love um, writing thoughts after a to-do list like you write down your to-do list and then you maybe write a thought of gratitude or um you know, you write down a goal for for tomorrow, or you write down like to, to me. So I carry a little spiral notebook, and I I started that when I started working in um, yeah. for, uh, for a for care management company, and I had to take people on a lot of appointments, and I had to write notes to the with the appointments, and so I was finding I was just jotting things down all day long. So that habit of jotting things down all day long, once I stopped doing that. Um, I still wanted to carry that because I had started jotting just down like ideas that I would have that I wouldn't want to forget. If you're carrying around an idea in your mind that you don't want to forget, it will consume you. (laughs) But if you write it down and you know you're going to have a way to recall it, then you can move on. And then you can go back to those thoughts and, like you said, really cultivate those thoughts. So as a caregiver, when you have so much on your mind... Um, you know, you are going to appointments and you constantly, you need to be putting your thoughts down on paper. You're probably writing notes for, from the doctor's appointments. You're probably keeping tabs on, I did this today, or I need to pick up mom's prescription. Incorporate into that maybe like a thought of gratitude. Oh, I just looked out the window and, um, the birds in the nest seem to be, you know, um, coming out of their eggs or whatever. The flowers are blooming, or um, I had a really funny joke with a friend, or my goal for next year is this. It's just letting that not live and die in your head, and, yeah. and, and getting out, or if you're really angry, getting frustrated, getting it out, and feeling like you've released that pressure valve a little bit by putting your thoughts, synthesized your thoughts and putting them down on paper so it's to me it's like this tool that nobody's gonna understand this notebook thank god you know (laughs) I was going through um an old box the other day where uh, I was probably between the ages that memories this stuff in this box was between the ages of probably like about fourth grade into high school and I came across a diary oh my gosh I wish Mm -hmm. I had never written those thoughts down for prosperity i'm like yeah. oh my goodness how embarrassing don't write like your 16 year old lovesick <laughs> self on these journals right <laughs>
1: oh, i love it that's so funny well one of the things that you kind of mentioned is the way you're talking about journaling is something that i use in my practice con uh conscious streaming mm-hmm So all it is, is you sit down for a said period of time and I just have my clients do five time minutes. That's what I do in my life too. On the regular, um, on top of the fact that I'm a voracious to do list writer, because I tend to, like you said, like have a lot of the to do swimming in my head. And that's, that's what brings me stress. So before I kind of go into the conscious streaming and you can help bring me back to it, the reality of no matter what is going on in the big picture, that like right here in the second, peace lives in the present. And our thoughts, it's just the way we're wired, either have a summer in the past or especially with caregiving, it's mainly in the future. But there still can be this past thing of like, oh, did I make the right decision? Um, you know, regret, uh, shame, blame. That's kind of what's going on in, in the past. And then the future, it's usually the planning, the anxiety, the, you know, worry and in the unknown and planning is not necessarily always a bad thing, right? We got to plan, but um, if we're over planning and over worrying and, and that's when we start getting really pulled out of this present moment and even though the present moment might feel very uncomfortable we talked about that you and i recently you know just about how yeah even this time we're living in right now is uncomfortable because there is just really an unknown right that at the real end of the day you were talking about bringing gratitude in and right now um, that's the week I'm doing in our CIJ is the be here now week and we're writing gratitude lists and I'm having them write these gratitude lists and put them on our Facebook page 10 things you're grateful for and some days it might just be a gratitude list that you get and you write that down because some days it's hard to remember that no matter how bad things are there's still good things happening right you are breathing and the sun is shining like you just said and you know it, within these four walls that we're in right now bombs aren't coming in our head it could always be worse and that's not to at all downplay that the big picture isn't great you know but it's to help maybe like take a few moments to breathe and and be here in a present moment of like okay This too shall pass, but right now we just have to take a a little deep breath, jot down some thoughts that'll bring me back to that conscious streaming. And just, you know, get out a piece of paper and a pen. And if that's not comfortable, get out your notes and your phone and let whatever is on your mind rip into this journaling process. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't need to have punctuation. It doesn't, it could be the color blue and the next thing you know, like you're writing about the bird and there's just some gratitude and then you're writing, I don't know what else to write. <laughs> you know, it's just taking some time to really get it out. And I find most often that people do best with a to-do list, a direction of a to-do list first. So get, all that stuff out of your head, put it on paper. It Again, it doesn't have to be in any sort of order. You can go back and you can kind of go, okay, well, I got it all out now. Now, guess what? I'm going to organize this to-do list. And now I know that, you know what, I got to do 10 different things. Well, this one has to happen before that one. And, and you can make some sense out of all the stuff that's swimming around in your brain.
0: Yeah, and I also loved and... and- Especially, you know, I do support groups and a lot of, like, caregivers are amazing, amazing people. And they're usually nurturers and learners and researchers and everything you can imagine all rolled into one. That's a lot of information coming at you for you to retain. And so I have people that I know, and they just love carrying, some like, a little notebook so they can write down what they're learning. You know, what they're, like, the little tips and tricks and stuff that... That they don't want to go in one ear and out the next. They want to actually really incorporate it in. And so, you know, writing down, like if they're reading a good book on whether it's caregiving or whether it has nothing to do with caregiving or maybe a different hobby or subject, but they're writing stuff down because that way they'll retain it a lot better. They're writing down the to-do list so that way it's not in their head as and taking up space there as much, and so they can organize and prioritize. They're writing down um, just yep. gratitude and stuff. So it's 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 just a way to get your mind in a more structured, peaceful place, um, and that's that's the benefit of journaling, and. We need, for anybody out there who is like, "It's not my thing. I don't like writing. Um, I don't like it. It would just be an extra burden." One, allow yourself to to, to mark it off the list of that you aren't writing down, <laughs> but yeah. just to mark it off that it doesn't work for you. Not everything. Not every tool works for everyone. I right. would encourage people to try it before they decide it, it doesn't work for them, but don't feel like you have to fit it into this little conventional box of what everybody else says a journal should look like. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe drop the, the fact of journal, just like maybe carry a little notebook with a pen, maybe drawing whatever it is, allow yourself the outlet. If, if you, you know, allow yourself to explore that outlet. If it doesn't work, then move on. And you know, in your heart that that is not the tool for you.
1: Um, but yeah. I would love to kind of interject on that. Right. So I totally agree. As you know, I teach it from a place of bio-individuality. You know, what works for one person is not going to work for another. However, That's just like food, right? We all have to eat whole food. I do believe we all have to do mindfulness. And this is a puzzle piece. But in this whole journaling world, uh, thought dumping is another great way to put it. There are so many different ways and resources and who, what, when, where, hows to do this. That in order to to get it to click, you got to play around with it. You got to try it, and you got to try it in a lot of different ways and at a lot of different times. And um, it takes 21 days to create or break a habit. So, for instance, I'm going to come off journaling. I have a client right now who I'm working with who just cannot enroll herself in exercise because her idea of exercise is like, you know, running, lifting weights this like triathlete basically, and she's not there. So we really reined it in and said, listen, what if you did, just did some sort of physical activity for 21 days, it doesn't matter what it is. This is here, here is a list of all the things that you wanna eventually be doing. So maybe do one or two of those things on each day or you know, one this day and one another day. And just enroll yourself for this 21 days to do whatever it is that, you know, physical activity every single day. So I would encourage people if they are looking for tools to help them with this, these symptoms of caretaking, overwhelm, anxiety, stress, you know, loneliness, all the different stuff that comes with it, to make a commitment to say, all right, you know, I, this feels so bad. I don't want to feel this bad anymore. So I'm gonna try something that is totally outside of anything I've ever believed will work for me. Let go of this picture or expectation of what journaling is supposed to look like. Like you said, dear journal. (laughs) Mm. You know, and that profound thoughts are gonna arrive because they might not. And a journal might literally be, you know, five time minutes, you just word salad, spewing, letting go, dump brain jumping on a piece of paper on a text you can even voice do it right get out your notes in your phone and voice journal how many times if like you just talk to your best friend and they don't even say anything to you but they're just listening to you right and you're talking then all of a sudden you have the answer so try it that way too that's that's the same idea um Try it in the morning before your feet hit the floor, try it at night before you go to bed, when you have you know, a burning question. So there's so many different ways to do it. But in reality, like before you throw a tool out and say, this one isn't for me completely, you gotta give it a chance. And that means you gotta really try it and you gotta really try it a bunch of different ways. And instead of maybe flipping your script and looking at it as a burden, you can just say, you know what? I, my, this, this moment in my life feels so de- uncomfortable. That I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone because that's where the magic happens, not in the little circle of comfort, and try something new. And like you said, uh, you know, if you're a caretaker, let's say you've got somebody in a a nursing home or end of life, you're getting so much information from doctors. You're already, like you said, you're already probably writing stuff down. So just enroll yourself in continuing to get in that book and write down as much as you possibly can every time you leave an appointment even there's so it's so much that comes at you you know i remember that when my aunt had was uh in her end stage with her cancer i mean you'd leave the doctor's appointment just going like "Dear in headlight what did they just say and so it was really important for me to sit down and like write it because it there would be three of us in the room and that each one of us took something different out of that. You know, and, and so it was, like, really good to just write stuff down. And, and then sometimes another thought came with it. Like, man, I'm really bummed out about this. Or I'm pissed. Or, you know, an emotion arrived.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was just a safe space to say the thing that maybe you're not going to say in front of that person because you're trying to be their uh, shining light in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love that It it is a way... Writing things down helps you connect the dots and, yeah. and allows thoughts and emotions to to come. And so it is. It is a great tool. Um, and it's out there. It's out there for the caregivers. It's out there for all of us in, in and out of day-to-day life. It's out there for us kind of synthesizing and, and sorting through this thing called um, quarantine in 2020, yeah. so it's yeah. a wonderful thing to try, and I'm glad that yeah that I have incorporated it in my way um, into yeah. my life, and um, and I have tried many different styles and notebooks and journals and this and that, and yeah, and each one has had their season and it worked in, and oh. then maybe I moved on to something else. So this yeah, is this is such a great topic, Melissa, and I really appreciate you sharing with us more about journaling. Do you have any kind of
1: last thoughts about journaling to leave people with today? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to bounce off what you said about the seasons, each season of our life, you know, the tools change, right? And it doesn't mean that again, like I said, with like the fact that we all got to eat whole food, (laughs) we all have to use tools and mindfulness, but they look different from time to time. Um, if you i would say to get started if this is not something you're comfortable with or you fell off the wagon with it or you know you're ready to pick it up start small steps create sustainable success so the first step would be i'm going to just try this thing out for size let me start with this week for the next couple of days i'm going to make a commitment for 5 time minutes to journal and the um, the way I suggest doing that is to do to-do lists and um, gratitude lists. Ten things you're grateful for. It really is helpful if you can do these things first thing in the morning because it, po- it positively, like, shapes your day and frames your mind so that when the inevitable curveballs kind of come at us throughout our day, we're like, okay, well, I started off with all ten things I'm grateful for. That doesn't mean that you're not going to feel discomfort and that you're not going to, you know, have these things happen but it will have at least deposited some sort of positivity in the beginning of your day and then if that doesn't work for you if you're just not an am person i would say you know get in that journal before bed because a lot of times people have a hard time going to sleep if you are a person that has a hard time going to sleep and you're a thinker this will be this could very easily become your best friend you know so push past the resistance with it and just try it on for size you know it's like the ugly sweater at the store oh that's not gonna look good on you and then you try it on and it's your new best friend your fabulous looking sweater um and then just find a way to hold yourself accountable to doing it enough times that you can really say oh yeah not for me
0: yeah yeah I love that I love that, and this is, like you said, this is a great tool, and every tool has a place in the season, and I'm going to leave everybody with that amazing Be Well Mel quote, small steps create sustainable change. Did I get that right?
1: Close. Small small steps <laughs> over time create sustainable success. Sustainable success. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that's this is small. it. This is a small
0: step. So um, those listeners out there, try it out. Try it out and see what you think. And uh, leave comments on our, you know, on our Facebook group and, um, and write into us and let us know what you think about journaling.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And you know what, too? We've made one group I've got going right now. They're all putting their gratitude lists on for an entire week. So, you know, if you find yourself wanting to do this and needing accountability, then put your gratitude list in our, um, in the Facebook group and maybe you'll even create a nice little ripple effect for somebody else.
0: Absolutely. I love that. All right. Thank you for joining us today, Melissa. And, um, we look forward to having you come back and join us again soon for another Be Well Mail tip.
1: Yay. Thanks so much. Take care, everybody.
0: Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.